All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Jay Walker Show. I'm kind of nervous because I'm sitting right here one what the best comedian of all time, in my opinion. A legend can't even don't even describe this man. Um, from the Hugelis, the Kings of Comedy, to the Comedy Get Down, to the DL Hugely Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only DL Hugely. Hey, baby boy. I'm sorry I'm in a bar talking stuff to you. <laughs> but but it's my natural habitat, so let's work with it. How you feeling today? I feel wonderful, man. That's good. You're looking good. good. Thank you, man. It's a, it's amazing what a what a uh, filter and late night will do for you. Man. <laughs> man, we've been trying to do this for a long time. I've been trying to do yeah. this for a year at this point. Well, you know what? I just heard I just heard about it this weekend. Yeah. With, with Jay Vega, yeah. uh, my uh, social media guy, told me about you, and I had, I'd seen the stuff you had done, but I wow. I'd never known I was invited. But I'm I, it's a, it's an honor to be here. Wow! 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 So let me ask you this: How has your perspective on comedy evolved over the years? I think you know. I think all of us get trapped in our in our moments and what they mean. And like you'll hear people go, "When I was growing up, we did this, and when I was growing up, we did that." What I'm comfortable uh, uh, doing is to assess the situation for what it is right now. And I think a comedy, like politics, like music, like art, is a uh, is a product of its time. So wow. whatever the majority is feeling whatever the the uh the, the collective is thinking is, is, is going to be what that product is so i don't think any any space or time is any better or any worse than anybody else so like anybody else i'm i'm more uh more uh connected to what i have known but i'm i'm not uh opposed to the fact that people have a different perspective of them. wow so it's a hard for you to write now it's a harder and it's not <laughs> no, because it's not hard to write because I'm still writing for my voice. Wow. I'm, I, I'm a manufacturer. I make red cups. If you want red cups, I make them. If you make you want something else, I don't. It's really that simple for me. I'm not trying to be understood or accepted by everybody because yeah. that I know that would be impossible. The last person that was accepted by the most of the world got crucified, so that ain't where I'm trying to go. Wow. Wow. That's true. <laughs> So do you find joy? So I know you, I forgot to add, and you're an author. So do you enjoy sitting down, writing the books? Um, I think it's really all the same thing. Like it's uh, whether I write a joke or write a book, it's like it's like a meal at Taco Bell. It's all the same ingredients, just folded a different way. Yeah, it depends true. on what I'm using it for. Like if you have a source of water that comes to your house, some, some of that water you use to cook, you use to clean, you can watch cars or clothes, same sort of different uses. And to me, my perspective has always been that way. So whether I'm writing a joke or a book, pretty much the same process is a different outlet. Wow. So what is the next what is the next Netflix special? I'm waiting on I know you got a lot to say. What's you know what I I'm work I'm writing it right now. And I and I wow. never want to do anything till I got something to say. Yeah. And so it takes last I've done eleven specials, the last Netflix special I did was two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I remember that. And so I just haven't had a lot to say that I wanted to commit to an hour system, but it, it, we're working on it and it's coming around. Wow. Okay. Let me ask you this. So you're a podcaster. No, that's, that's the funny thing. I am a, a, a broadcaster, so I, <laughs> I have a syndicated radio show, uh -huh. but I think the way people consume what we do is we'll put it out on social media and they will assume it's a podcast, but we're syndicated radio, so we're in the hundred market. So, you know, we, I, I, I have to do it every day, four hours, five days a week. 
podcasters pretty much do it one or two days a week for 30 or 40 minutes. So it's a different, wow. it's a different exercise. Wow. So do you enjoy doing radio? I love I love comedy the most, but the most, the closest I can approximate it to is radio. Wow. Um, I got a microphone. I get to say what I think. Uh, the difference between radio and, and you know, comedy is that radio is less immediate. Wow. Like, I don't know what people think about what I said immediately, whereas comedy I do. But they all kind of satisfy the same end. Wow. So let me ask you this. I know now. How many times do you get called downstairs for what you see on the radio? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time. It, it's, it's, it's really... It's, it's such a funny thing because, you know, I'll be 60 in March. Wow. And and I had different iterations of the things I believe. And they're wow. always based on what experiences, I, like I said earlier, I'm having right now. And for me, my uh, perspective isn't based, it's not transactional. Like, I'm not trying to, but I understand people, the business I'm in, People want a large audience so they can sell X amount of products to X amount of people. All I'm trying to do is tell you what I think. So even though our goals are aligned in one way, they're diametrically opposed in another. And I have to always reconcile that with myself. I always have to understand that some of the things I say might be not as uh, conducive to somebody who's trying to sell something. Wow. So it's something that I hear all the time. Wow. So let me ask you about the Kings of Comedy. So you, you um, toured the Kings of Comedy. Y'all toured for right. five, four years together. Right. Um, it was the biggest coming tour at the, of that time. We're probably still right. today if they were to transfer right. numbers across the other day. Right. Um, do you miss it? Would you do no. a part two? No. I don't miss it because any more than I missed yesterday. Wow. But I, and the only time I hear about Kings of Comedy is when I'm talking to somebody and we, we uh, reminisce on it. I'm very fond of the memories I've had. They they warm my heart. I'm I am uh, I have fond memories of them, but I'm I'm so focused on what's tomorrow than yesterday. So it's almost like I, I, it's like when I look at my wedding video, or when I look at pictures of graduation, or when I look at birthday pictures. There are moments to kind of look back, but they also inhibit your your ability to look forward. So as, wow. as as gratified as I was and as grateful as I am for having that moment, I'm not married to it. Wow. It was a moment in time that I have a great deal of affinity for, but it it isn't defining who I am now or what I want to be later on. Wow. So let me ask you this. So like that was the biggest thing of his time. Like, mm -hmm. what did it feel like at the time doing that? Because like I don't know if y'all at the time you didn't know that the, the impact you would have on so many comedians later no. on. That at the time, I knew we were doing something special. Wow. And I can't tell you. I knew. It's almost like I heard this uh, track star who'd worked very very hard and he broke a record, and they they said, "Are you are you shocked?" He said, "No. You can't be shocked when you work hard." Wow. You can be gratified with the results. I'm very happy about the results, but I'm not shocked it was as big as it was. When you take that many people with that mindset in that space, you know, there are people who are there of a like mind 
and the and the and the energy can they, they can light a light bulb up, literally light a light bulb up. So imagine if you're aligned and your and your purposes are really in a, in a direction. Imagine what you could do when you guys are all grounded in the same perspective. So I'm not shocked at what it did. I'm grateful for what it did. It's just not something I visit all the time. Wow. So the coming to get down um, was you, George. Was you, George Lopez, um, Eddie Griffin, Seth Entertainer, and Charlie Murphy, and and initially Mike Evans. Now, to be to be honest, that is probably the most fun I've ever had touring. Wow! Because the kings of comedy, I wasn't really aware of what was happening. I kind of. I could intuit it that I could see it was, you know, it's almost like when somebody tells you an e, it's an eclipse, but you can't really tell. It's a little darker, it was like that. But this time, there were nothing, there was nothing at stake except us, uh, men who respected each other, wanting to work together for no reason at all. We all, we initially got together to give Richard Pryor a statue. Wow. And then we had so much fun. We 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 did eighty days, wow. but initially it was to honor Richard Pryor with a statue of Peoria. And out of that 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 effort came two years of touring and a uh, a TV show. Wow! So and also you just got up to it actually last year with the Scrape Jokes No Chase of Company tour. How was that? Anytime I could work with Sad and Earthquake or George and 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 Sid, there's some people that. If I know. I see you and it like this. If a if an agent calls me and says I have a tour with Eddie Griffin, said the Entertainer, George Lopez, or Earthquake, or Bruce Bruce, people like that, I don't even ask what the money is. Wow. I just go. All right. All right. And so it was like it's, it's one of those things. So you know, it's it's so funny. Me and said said is is a guy. Who I probably like we were at United Center on uh on New Year's Eve mm-hmm. and they gave us these cases because he and I performed together more than any other comedians that ever had at the United Center. Wow. Sid is the kind of guy who I've never heard anything said bad about. And I've always I'm always in controversy, so it's a weird thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody had ever said anything bad about so the whole cat thing that happened. Part of me was like, thank you, Jesus. Somebody was mad at him. <laughs> I remember calling him. I said, man, I prayed that somebody would say something bad against you because nobody ever does. I was so happy. I was so happy. I was like, thank you, Jesus. It ain't just me. But, but, uh, but uh, he's one of my dearest friends. And uh, I think he's comported himself in a way it makes it difficult for anybody to have anything the bad to say about him. So it was just interesting when I saw somebody do it. I was like, okay, well maybe. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So what did you think about the whole cat rant, like cat and Santa Sean? I think that I know I know all of those men. The thing that makes me the saddest is that I know I have I, I used to play golf with cat all the time, and cat was. He, people think I'm bullshit when I say this story. Cat would hit a golf ball in a way I never saw anybody else hit it, and they would go wow. straight down. Like it was like the weirdest thing ever. And we said, and 
I would say, man, you know, the hole is that way. He wouldn't even care. <laughs> he, he, he swung it the wrong way and the ball went the right way. And I think that's his perspective. So whenever I hear him saying anything, that's the, that's, that's the prism I see it from. He does it his own way and it still uh, works out right. For, for, for everybody else, I know all those men and I know them differently than they were described. So it, 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 although I can understand someone's perspective, I don't see those men that way. And it, it just opened me up to the possibility that somebody might have a different experience with people than I did. So I didn't, it didn't make me happy, but uh, I think that suffice it to say, we don't all think the same things about everybody all the time. Yeah. So now I got to get into the politics. Sure. So what do you think about the 2024 election? What 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 do you think? It's really simple for me. Wow. I think that if you have been acute, been been uh uh found liable for rape, mm-hmm. sexual battery, mm-hmm. I think that if you have um found liable for defrauding an entire city to the tomb of three hundred fifty five billion dollars, million dollars. Mm-hmm. If you have tried to overthrow the very constitution you swore to uphold, if you have stolen a nation's secret, name me any job where you can get accused of rape, fraud, and stealing a company's secrets and still be the number one candidate for that job. So it's not hard for me. It's not hard for me. So I'm not, even though I'm, I'm very displeased about what I've seen happen in Gaza, I'm very displeased that young people didn't get uh, their debt uh, uh, forgiven. I'm very displeased that things haven't moved as likely, as swiftly as I'd wanted them to be. But it's very clear for me. There's hmm. one man who may be old, but he ain't so old. He, Biden forgets a lot of stuff, but he never has to forget a rape victim. <laughs> wow. That's he true. never has to he never has to get to get his food. This dude is selling sneakers, steaks, Tennessee, maybe one business that this man ever uh, business that he ever took on that was successful. One. Wow. And so I I love this country. And no matter what, there are certain things that will work out for me. I have a wow. grand I have two granddaughters now. Yeah. I, I want I guess, the I'm world on the, on the show to talk about her journey. Yeah. I, I yeah. I want yeah, I right. want I want the world to be better for them. And if I don't make the world better for them, what am I here? I, my grand my second grandchild was born in September. In uh, of, of twenty twenty three, and she was born with fewer rights than I was in nineteen sixty four. So no, wow. no, wow. I don't. What you, I don't trust you. What do you think about Nikki Haley and her slavery come in? I think that it's convenient. The same reason Nikki Haley, when Nikki Haley says things like "America was never racist," well, why did you change your name? Mm. Why was your father only to be able to be hired at the HBCU? Wow. Why do you have to pretend like you don't know a thing? You know, like I know, that if you use your real name, they would have thought you were American enough. And that's wow. the thing about black people. No matter what we do or what we say, no matter how much we love America, we're never American enough. And it's only because of the color of our skin. And to pretend like you don't know that, at one point in America, it was illegal for slaves to learn. And now in many places in America, it's illegal to learn about slaves. Wow. That is a reality that, that I can't, reconcile within myself. So it's easy for me to say uh, the decision I need to make. It's easy. 2024 is easy for me. Wow. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm glad Ron DeSantis dropped out the race. 
he wouldn't have no t- he, what he thought what he thought is that he could the problem with it was Ron DeSantis was a racist, but he, mm-hmm. he wasn't a rapist with a racist with a reality show. Like if Ron DeSantis had hosted had hosted the apprentice, he might have won. <laughs> but he wasn't. He's not a charismatic racist. Wow. He, he just, I, I just I think when I see somebody else's whole idea of moving America forward is alienating our history, telling people who they can love, telling businesses what they can say, and giving everybody guns and telling the woman what she can do with their body. Like, I can't think of anything the other side did except try to kill woke, try to kill diversity and inclusion, try to tell a woman what they can do with their body, give rich people tax cuts and everybody guns. That doesn't work for me. So that's not my thing. So I need you to come down here and get our governor, uh, K. Allen, from down here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's so funny? This is the funniest thing in the world. Alabama has the longest constitution yeah. in modern use in the world. It is 312,000 words. And wow. mostly all of them are taking freedom away. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mostly all of them are taking the freedom away. The, the American constitution is almost 8,000 words, and all of them are to expand freedom. How is a nation that yells freedom so much, so hell-bent on taking freedoms away? It's, I don't necessarily like the things people do, but I know freedom means that I'm going to have to accept things that I don't like because that's what freedom is. True. The, the freest places in the world. You can't drink on Sunday. <laughs> you can't smoke weed. You can't love who you love. You can't say what you want, but you can have done. That, that, that's, freedom means and, and the thing that was insulting to me is I watched a Super Bowl where they they had Jesus commercials and spent almost $21 million on commercials extolling the virtues of Jesus. Wow. Jesus is the most famous human being that ever lived. He has a day every week and two holidays and the most famous book on the face of the earth. It's the number one bestseller of all time. It isn't that people don't know Jesus is that people don't know many people that act like him. That's true. That's true. If you, if, 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 and then Jesus was behind a T-Move commercial, so I want to get saved, but now I need a car charger. I can't put the Lord and a Mophie in my cart. I don't understand how I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, man. So what do you and Kanye stand today? Same thing. I think when Kanye said what he said about black people, I was done, and I could care less what people think about that perspective. Yeah, I I, I disliked him. You know, it's funny. Everybody liked him until he said something they didn't like. I didn't like him when he said the initial thing. I didn't like him when he said what he said about black people. I didn't like him when he was doing what he was doing to Kim. I didn't like it. So I think that there are, but I think that that's how enamored people are with talent. There's no doubt that he's an extremely talented man. But but uh, but you know uh, when uh, 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 the devil was in heaven, <laughs> he was the minister of light, yeah. minister of music. That's true. He was so talented, he convinced other angels that they were better than God. He taught. That's how talent talent made other angels go. We can take God. Well, that's my God. 
So I, I can I can understand how seductive it is, and it's hard to see your way with a level of, of at least a semblance of moral clarity. I think that if you say the things you say about black people or do the things you do to women, you'll do it to everybody else. And it's the same people wait till you walk down Main Street before they react to it. Wow. So what, what did you think about the Carla Russell situation? Um, I think that that fame infamy is better than fame. Mm. Mm. But I but but you know Alabama taught us two things. <laughs> One that black people can swim. <laughs> the Montgomery ball, bro. Right. <laughs> and two that we can be just as morally bankrupt as anybody else. Wow. But but the other thing, she she said. I, I thought it was morally bankrupt because at a time when she weaponized the fear black women had of being abducted and nobody cares and, mm. and calling the people into action, I think it is it is it was it was, it was the most incendiary thing to me because Hoover, Alabama, those policemen got there within five minutes and proceeded to conduct a multi-jurisdictional search, including the Secret Service. They honestly have been that many white men looking for a black woman in the South since Harriet Tubman. <laughs> you like that? And what you did was play that off for whatever reason. Wow. What you did is take everybody's fears and 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 chop it off for your own perspective and your own purposes. There are really people who are missing right now who nobody cares about. Wow. And we know that black people are not judged. By the, the the rule, they're judged by the exception. Most people don't pretend to be kidnapped; they are, but they'll look at that and go, "Because this one person did this thing, I'm going to have a jaundiced view of somebody else." And I think it was callous. I think it was short-sighted, and I think it was destructive to a lot of people who will come up with. Wow. So let me ask you this: Give me your Mount Rushmore of comedy. I, I won't, because it changes all the time. Oh wow, wow. But I, but but I think. Asking me to pick five, four great comedians is like asking me to pick four great songs, four great movies, four great meals. Yeah. I think that there are 12 people I'd pay to see and, and uh, from 30 years ago to now. And uh, I think that comedy is in great shape. And I think the ones who I think have the best insight and the best grasp of it are people who are determined to be individuals regardless of what the world looks like around. Wow. Well, can I ask you this? What, what would be your, your ultimate comedy tour? If you had a curated comedy tour, what would be your ultimate comedy tour? Anytime I can tour with Cedric or okay. Steve or Earthquake or Lopez. Steve still tour? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it got to be oh, ultimate because oh. he's he making so much money, he don't have to do it. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, Eddie Griffin. I mean, there, there are. I love people who love what we do. Mm. Cash, I think, would be great. Chappelle, Rock. Yeah. I think there are people who love what they do and just want to do it without all the backdrop and pretenses. And I think that is becoming increasingly different, difficult. But the people who I think resonate the most are people who shut their chin out unflinchingly, say what they believe, say what they want, and let the chips fall with what they, what they may. And I, those are the people who I'm always intrigued. Wow. 
Wow. So let me ask you this. So if um I know I read a couple of years ago where you and Steve, I don't want to say it was an issue, but it was like miss words or miscommunication. Are y'all no, like, miscommun we communicated perfectly fine? Oh Steve is my Steve is my flat brother. Yeah, Steve oh, yeah. is my oh, friend. So he he I believe that Trump used him. I believe that his purposes, his idea, his 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 goal was pure. But it doesn't matter how pure your goals are, the goals are the person who uh, is uh, availing himself to him is, is, uh, is perverse. And so I merely said what I believe. It was never an attack on him or yeah. or his goal. If if I if I if, if I'm give somebody they, somebody tells me they're hungry and I give them money and they go out and get drunk with it or they go out and do something that they told me some have an ulterior motive, the spirit I give them that thing is blessed. And I think that's the same thing with Steve. The spirit he gave that meeting and that, that goodwill to was blessed. The person was filed from the beginning so that nothing good could have came from him. So it was never uh, between Steve and I. And he knows that and, 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 and I know that. I think a lot of people misconstrued it, but that's ultimately yeah. right. So what's what's next for DL? Like what's next? I know you're touring every weekend. I know you're you're working every day nonstop. I'm hoping to keep doing what I do. I love what I do. Yeah. I love what I do so much. I do it every day. <laughs> and I think that um, it's a weird thing because I think most people can't understand. Not my wife and not my children. I love being plugged into the matrix. I love getting on stage. I love writing books. I love being on radio. I'm writing a sitcom now, so we'll see where that goes. But I love different iterations of myself and putting them in bite-sized digestible pieces that go wherever people think they should. But for me, um, the idea that I get to do something I love every day is beyond. And I'm never, I'm never, I've never looked at somebody like when I see, and this is just my perspective, I watch people go, they only paid me this for that. Well, I got, we, even as bad as stuff may be in our industry, I don't want anybody, particularly any black person, that gets the money their way, that gets the recognition their way. Mm -hmm. So why would I tell people that have less than me, get less recognition than me, less money than me, why would I tell them my problem? Yeah. Unless I'm willing to fight for theirs. Mm -hmm. I can see telling you my problems if I'm willing to fight for yours and in hopes that you fight for mine. What the hell am I gonna tell you about how much money they pay me on this project or how little I got on this when you ain't even get respected on your shit. <laughs> so it just seems selfish and vainglorious. If we're going, and I think the, 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 the dilemma of the American worker period in regardless of what iteration of that you are, no one is paid fairly versus the value they bring. Nobody gets the recognition they deserve. So my fight should be your fight and your fight should be my fight. It's not going to be fair if I'm just telling you to fight for me if I want to do that for you. If wow. I want actors to get paid, I want drivers and nurses and hotel workers and inspector workers to get paid. And if I'm not willing to talk about your struggles along with mine, I won't call you and inspect on that. Wow. So I, I know that you was going to do a show with Fox. That's still going to happen? Well, it, it's a different thing, and one day I hope to tell you about that fully. Okay, cool, um, cool. But I, but I, but I, but I'll say this: um, I'm sad about what I see in this level of antagonism in comedy 
and I'm very sad about the part I had to play in it. I felt like, you know, I've, I've worked very hard to be a, a solid dude, yeah. but some things you just can't let go. Wow. And I'm sad that now there's a narrative that black comedy is a new wild, wild west and that we're all antagonistic and we're all, and it's, it makes me very sad, particularly the part I've, I've played in it. And I just, I, I am very sad about the perspective that an art form that has delivered so many people that I love and care about and has showed in the world and has been expansive and wonderful um, to be in this kind of milieu where we are uh, the the butt of the joke is telling telling them and that makes me sad. Wow. So when are you coming to Birmingham for tour? I can't wait to soon. see you in person. Soon, soon, soon. Every time I try to come, you you always sold out. Soon, you want to, I better. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I can't stand up in the middle of this fresh restaurant unless I ain't sold out, right? I can't. <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> So let me ask Otherwise, you I'd be at Applebee's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got to get out of Applebee's. <laughs> I like oh, 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 wait, oh, wait, they're a sponsor. I'm so sorry. I take that all back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this, Dean. Would you 